0: Hi, welcome to the Vince and Bill Show. This is Bill Bolden,
1: and it's not Vince, but it's Jeff.
0: Jeff Hughes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, joining us, sitting in for Vince. Vince is actually in uh, Springfield with the church there, uh, serving them and uh, connecting with them. Uh, meanwhile, we had a great time here. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, actually, Jeff is going to be our host today as I had the opportunity to preach. And so, Jeff, I'm going to turn it over to you, my friend.
1: Oh, right on, right on. Uh, first, I want to say, awesome sermon. I'm very grateful to have heard it. You know, I definitely feel like the Spirit used you and spoke through you. And so, Amen. looking forward to asking you these questions and having you expound a little bit about what you talked about. All right. So, the first question I had was something that, as you were preaching, came to my mind, and I really, really was looking forward to asking you. You know, you had spoke about how... The disciples that you were talking to had kind of, were kind of working on hatred with you, kind of discipling hatred out of you. And you, weren't, you felt like you didn't really see it, like you felt like it was not necessarily to the degree that they were talking about. And so I want to ask you, you know, you worked on it and you definitely, you've overcome it in a lot of ways. So I want to ask you for anybody in that situation that doesn't see something that they're being discipled on, especially something like hatred, what would you say for a practical
0: yeah, and I think this kind of goes back to just the basic call to follow Jesus and to make disciples and be made into a disciple. It really comes down to really trusting the people that God's placed in your life, um, you know. And I, it's kind of like what Paul would share in First Corinthians thirteen, as you know, he kind of writes that as of now I see myself as in a fuzzy mirror or a foggy mirror. But then I shall see face to face. Then I will know fully, even as I'm fully known. Now, some people have confused that with the idea of maybe that's what happens when we go to heaven. We get this full, full knowledge. But really what he's talking about in context is what we're supposed to experience in our one another relationships. Oh, wow. He's, he's literally saying that that at our best, we can only see ourselves like in a foggy mirror. Or in, a, in, a, in, a, in a fuzzy mirror, we don't see ourselves very clearly, but when we allow people to love us and we really trust them, they can speak into our lives and mm. then we will know fully. Then we'll see clearly. We will see face to face and then we'll be fully known and know fully. And I think what I what I learned early on as a young Christian is that as they were pointing out these things even if I didn't totally understand and certainly didn't think I felt hatred in my heart or anything like that I but I but obviously there was something that was coming out I just trusted that that this this must be true and so I'm going to work on it and uh you know and I think God over the years has really blessed that in fact today's sermon was an example of that I really didn't feel like Um, the, Mm -hmm. the church really needed to hear all these stories and kind of my story, because I felt like there was a lot of biblical thing, biblical truths that needed to be expanded upon, but I trusted Vince. I trusted that, uh, that, uh, he's in my life and he's here because God has, God has put us together and, uh, and it would be foolish for me not to take his advice and Mm. kind of give, uh, give what he felt was best.
1: Ooh, that's great. That's really great to hear. I think that's good advice for anybody who's, who has people in their life who do disciple them. I think we can often view ourselves differently than we actually are and not necessarily see things that we're actually giving off. So that's great advice. Amen. Amen. I think that, you know, that discipling definitely helped you make this sermon because, you know, your analysis or your the way that you brought out Matthew 5, you know, eye for an eye was really powerful. And you talked about losing dignity, like having dignity taken away from you and what our response should be. And I want to ask you in regards to that, what, what the difference is in being a doormat and being like Jesus in those type of situations. Yeah,
0: And that's such a sharp question because, uh, you know, people read this passage, uh, and just assume that Jesus is calling all followers to be pacifist. And that's not the case at all because, mm. uh, we're, we're, we're never going to be doormats and follow Jesus because he's giving wow. them a lot of things to do, uh, Someone strikes you with a backhand, which is such an insult and such a, you know, kind of a put you in your place kind of motion to to be given something to do in response that forces that person who just insulted you now to have to look you back in the eye and decide, am I going to strike again? Because now I'm seeing someone who's who's my equal. I'm not taking something for from them. I'm being confronted by them. That, that is a shift in the balance of, of power. That, is, that is something that, 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 uh, that marks a kingdom ethic, you know? And then of course the humor of, uh, someone suing you for your, your tunic, your shirt, you know, go ahead and just give them the outer <laughs> garment as well. Just stand stark naked and expose that guy. Because what kind of a, what kind of a, 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 a jerk does that to someone? And of course in their culture, When you cause shame, you didn't just cause it for a person. You caused it for a whole community. So that Mm. person literally would have been like, oh, don't go to that village because so-and-so lives there. And this is what he does to people. (laughs) I mean, you you have now, by having that type of generosity, by having that type of, I'm not just going, Jesus isn't calling me just to take it. He's just calling me not to retaliate, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. And then the second mile, I mean... This is when you go from the first mile means you're just a subject. You're just a slave. Second mile, you're a friend. You're a peer. You're doing this guy a favor. And I, I love that, that Jesus is calling us to action, not inaction. And this was the passage that has influenced all the great movements that have brought about social change. This was the passage that, uh, that, that inspired Gandhi this was the passage that inspired the civil rights movement of the sixties. This is the kind of radical stuff that when applied. And of course, if we do this just with the, with the power of the Holy spirit behind us, Mm. we become that city on a hill. Cause you, you respond like this. You're going to turn some heads. People are going to talk not only in their world, but also in ours. You, we, we become a people that aren't just, you know, kind of fist clenched at those who clenched their fist at us. We're the kind that goes, well, I realize there's a lot going on with you right now, but now you have to contend with me as someone that won't stop you. So if you're going to take it, try to go ahead and take it again. I mean, all of a sudden they're dealing not with someone that's less than, they're now dealing with folks that are equal to, and that, that's powerful.
1: It is powerful. It goes beyond like, you know, not wanting somebody to hurt the same way that you hurt, but to in their heart feel what they're doing to you. It's a difference.
0: Yeah. And, and because the world operates on a cycle of hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. This passage answers that, you know, with Jesus and following him, hurt people actually bless others.
1: Oh, man. The
0: cycle ends with us. And I think that's the radical kingdom call on the church right now. And I think that's why it's so exciting to be a part of the church right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Dude. So not only did you talk about, you know, that was awesome. Talk about having dignity taken and what to do in response, but how as followers of Jesus, we're supposed to restore. Supposed to help give people back their dignity. And I want to ask, you know, there's a fine line between showing someone dignity and showing them pity. And I want to ask how we can prevent from showing pity, but to have that restorative nature, we should.
0: Yeah. And I think and I think pity is not necessarily a bad word. I mean, I think pity is is a great motivator. I mean, we're we're moved to action a lot of times Mm. uh, for pity. Um, you know, it, it is the thing that gets us to, when we see someone in trouble, we stop what we're doing and we get involved that, that is pity, you know, that is us going, I can help, I can do something. That is the, the, the spirit of, of, of our hearts, you know, kind of coming out. So it, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but when you're, but when you're in a situation and someone is just receiving pity, that's what that, uh, that experience in Chicago taught me is that that, that one-week camp, which was awesome and great, and everyone had a ball, and it was kind of big time. But when that young lady asked our director, you know, like, so what are we doing next week? And he was like, oh, well, we don't have a next week. And she she literally said, you know, like, oh, I thought you guys were different. Oh. You know, because, you know, because again, I mean, she, she knows what it's like to be the ones that people just come in, show up show a little bit of pity and then they leave and you never hear from them again and and i think and i think the the lasting change that god wants us to give the community and the world around us isn't just the the quick stop and and kind of do something do some good for some folks every once in a while mm. the the kind of thing that i think god wants us to do is to get involved to roll up our sleeves and build a long term commitment with them. And that's where the after school for middle school program for middle schoolers came from in Chicago was we didn't want to just show up and do something short, something four weeks, eight weeks. We wanted them to know that they mattered. And as mm. we were still there after spring break and after we was, we were still there after summer break and we will still, still there after winter break, They started to believe that we mattered enough to keep coming back. And I think that's when they felt like they had dignity, at least with us, they mattered so much that we kept coming back. And I think that's, that's what we should strive for. I still think we, we do a lot of good when we're moved by pity. I I don't want us to kind of go, Oh, that's only pity. Mm. I just think I'm aware, more aware now because of the, what I got a chance to experience. I'm more aware now that people don't just want to receive pity. They, they want dignity. And if we can do it, then let's not have a one week sports camp. Let's do something that puts us in their lives for a good while. And I think that's where the church can always do our hope projects and always do these sort of things. But I think the larger good is always going to be met when we, when we really do seek to build a long-term loving relationship with folks.
1: Wow. That's uh that's powerful. It's really seeing the love and action and really uh, it's almost a challenge to not be afraid of that rugged commitment that it takes to really build community.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I love, I think Jesus would love the way you said that a rugged commitment, <laughs> you know, that's, that's really what it is. And I think, the thing that I'm so proud of is that we as a family of believers, I think we really have that rugged commitment. I I think we we really are in the best position to to do this because we're we're not afraid to to be to be with one another. We're not afraid to to talk and we're and we're doing it. And I think I, I I'm I'm super excited that uh, that we are kind of getting back to the sense of okay, we need to trust one another to really, to really listen. You know, uh, we, we, we need to trust that as we're in dialogue, that, uh, that things are going to get pointed out and that's okay. You know, Mm. we can, we can take it, we can absorb it, we can grow from it and become a little bit more like Jesus. And I'm also, I'm also super grateful that we're not meant to be doormats and as the injustice kind of sweeps through, and honestly, I just think the shades have been pulled down. We're starting to see into the the dysfunctions of our own nation, and thank goodness. Amen. You know, <laughs> I mean, amen. It's about time. But as we see that, we know, okay, we're not going to retaliate eye for eye. We're, we're going to be the kingdom people that Jesus is speaking of here we're going to start with doing it for one another and then eventually we're going to be able to do it for others yeah and and it's going and it's going to be more than just uh oh i feel so sorry for you no one wants to feel i don't want you to feel sorry i want you to walk with me which of course is exactly what jesus calls us to
1: <laughs> man well said bill well said i think that Jesus is definitely calling us to something here, and using the circumstances of our nation to uh, really uh, model it for us.
0: Amen. And praise God for that. Well, Jeff, I think we've come to the end of our podcast, bro. Thank you so much for bringing these fantastic questions to the table. Uh, love you, man. So grateful for uh, this time, and we're grateful for you as listeners. And yes, we so, are. Uh, all right. We we love our dozens people who are listening love you guys <laughs> thank you so much for checking in and we will see you next week